0: This is Phil Wilson from BaconHound.com and you're listening to Off Menu, the podcast where I talk about food and sometimes not food with the chefs, bakers, restaurateurs, and food producers to do all those things we love. My guest today on Off Menu is Shannon Rizika of Nature's Green Acres Farm, east of Edmonton. Shannon's pretty much got it all. Her dream job, a pinup calendar husband, and one hell of a funny monkey story. Throwing homeschooling their three kids, And undertaking a project to live off the land for one year and you've got the makings of a pretty good reality show right there. Hi Shannon how are you doing?
1: Good thanks how are you? Pretty good. Good.
0: So we've got you fixed up with a little drink a little glass of red wine as we always do. Mm Mm-hmm. What's different about Nature's Green Acres? Where are you located? Tell us everything we need to know about.
1: Uh, Let's see we are about halfway between Viking and Killam so from Edmonton we're an hour and a half two hours depending on traffic. And we raise grass-fed beef, nouveau beef, which is a young beef, so kind of a cross between beef and veal is our easy way to explain it. And then we raise pork, and our pork is a heritage breed of pig. What we have, we started out with large black and tamworth pigs and crossbreeding those, which we had been buying from a guy just outside of Pinocchio, and he was on the critically endangered farm animals preservation type list, if you will. Okay. And in that, we also wound up a few days ago uh, with another critically endangered breed, which are called mulefoot, And they've got a solid hoof on them as opposed to the cloven hoof that most pigs have. So they're a very rare old breed as well. And a little leaner like the Tamworth breed. These heritage breeds of pigs are very known for putting on fat because if you really think about it back in the old days, lard was gold. You Mm -hmm. use it for absolutely everything okay yeah so all of the meat that we sell between the nouveau beef as well as the pork is all sold as whole and half animals we don't do pieces at markets it's either directly from us as a nose to tail experience for you and your family or you can also get it through rangewood restaurant
0: all right um you guys talk uh, on at least on your website anyways you talk a lot about grass fed 100% Mm -hmm. grass fed what is the difference there why why is that important to you guys
1: Um, on the beef side of things grass feds very important for the health of the animal and the health of us as the consumer. Because with a ruminant animal, like a bovine, like sheep, they digest it better. It's what their bodies are built to digest. When you start throwing in the grain side of things, it causes their system to be more acidic and the health of the animal can be compromised. Like if you take the extreme situation of a feedlot where that's what they eat, um, there's so many different health issues that end up revolving around that foreign diet to their system. When you eat meat that has been only raised on grass, they don't have all the associated risks of heart disease and bad stuff that everybody thinks of red meats because that meat is actually helping in healing your body as opposed to clogging your arteries. And it's far closer in composition to a wild meat than it is to your domestic counterpart that gets a bad rap.
0: So the flavor will be quite different then too?
1: The flavor will be different depending on the, actually depending on the age of the animal too, that makes a huge difference. Like with us and our nouveau beef, we butcher it at seven months. So it's a much younger animal than what you're used to. Should kind be of more tender than too, I guess. Much more tender and it's not going to have the strong beef flavor that most grass fed people because they're trying to compete in a grain market and get that finishing on their animal. will keep that animal till they're like three years old two three years old, trying to get more fat, trying to get a competitive edge, if you will, we decided, you know what, let's pull out. We have nothing to do with the grain system anyway, so why are we competing with it?
0: Well, these are complicated things. They and are. so uh, my understanding has always been that they want to fatten these guys up as quick as possible, right? They mm-hmm. pump a full of grains. Same reason why I eat bread in preparation for winter, because yep. I want to f- pack on some pounds. That's it. You know yeah. what? And you get some good marbling. <laughs> <laughs> it's less attractive in me.
1: But. <laughs> I was going to... This is kind of jumping ahead a bit with our year of living off the land, but... All of our food needs to have a good, uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
0: You have to have good energy. Good know, right? energy, yeah. Like yeah.
1: something that you can eat and you're going to be filled up. It's not like like something you're not going to burn through so fast or whatever. I'm like, screw lettuce. Who wants lettuce? That's <laughs> stupid.
0: <laughs> you got to have a beef salad.
1: But yes, yes. Yeah, I'm no like, lettuce, I'm like, just Carpaccio, beef. Carpaccio, lettuce, or Carpaccio, oil, cheese, that's it.
0: That's all right. Yeah. Uh, So you touched on it a little bit earlier about the whole living off the land Mm -hmm. and kind of ruined my big reveal here. Tell me about that. That's a weird project. It kind of sounds like equal parts uh, torture Mm -hmm. and interesting life experience.
1: It's been both. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the whole thing started, I was reading my great grandpa's biography and when he came over to Canada from, well, Germany originally, and then they walked across Poland to get to Russia somehow and then they came over here with nothing and carve out a little place for themselves in the bush of Manitoba and building a house from with an ax in their hands. And you know, the normal, really, the everybody's ancestral pioneer story of how Canada came to be what it is today. And it got me thinking that we are complete sucks. Like we suck. We can't. Yeah, it's true. It is like, we're babies. We were I'm like, okay with um, that though.
0: I'm, I don't mind being a baby. Really? That's fine. Yeah. I hate it. No, roughing it's, uh, it's too rough. That's the problem with roughing <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> I guess they would be called that for a reason then. Yeah. Huh? Um, anyway, so that, and as farmers, Danny and I got talking, I'm like, you know, could we actually feed ourselves for a year? Could we actually rely on ourselves, our neighbors, whatever, to put enough food on our table to feed ourselves for a year and, and, and to put it up for the winter, like to store it up. That's, with all of our modern conveniences, mm-hmm. how is it that we're not able to do this today? They were and doing that's the it key. F- it is. I think
0: it's going to be really interesting to see how that evolves in the winter and, and how yeah. you feel about it. You know, maybe in, in September and October, uh, it's still nice out. You're still getting fresh vegetables. Everything's A-OK. Yeah. Let's talk again in February and see what you think. You know,
1: actually, I think April is called the starvation month because that's usually when all your winter supplies run out and it's just getting nice out and nothing's growing outside yet so that's going to be i'm gearing up for april to be difficult
0: so you're going to have to gear up for some dandelion salad or something something that grows really quickly
1: yeah we had to get a milk cow for this whole thing I'm, i had to learn how to make cheese and so in this there's absolutely nothing that's grocery store bought no no baking soda or baking powder which i'm actually finding to be the most difficult like
0: yeah that when i think about it yeah how do you bake yeah. anything without those things now
1: food's just different. And and our kids have been fantastic because in this, it's not just Danny and I, we've got three kids. Our oldest is 11 and our youngest is six. And then we have a nine-year-old in the middle of that, but they have been fantastic. We've had to switch over to sourdough bread, which all of, well, Josh, our middle boy, he's been not a fan of sourdough, (laughs) but... At first he complained and I'm like, well tough break. This is what it is. Yeah. And he's just completely accepted. He's like, you know what? I don't like it, but whatever. If
0: that's, that's what you got to eat, then that's what you eat.
1: Yeah. So it's just it's everybody's had to make a few sacrifices. Our eldest daughter, she uh she's a truffle oil addict. I've been making this homemade cheese and she's been she's like, Oh, grabbing the truffle oil putting salt and truffle oil on her cheese. I'm like, this little bottle is all we have for a year. You're 11. You don't get it.
0: <laughs> so you were allowed to, whatever was in the house already, you were going to yeah. continue to use? Okay. Well, whatever
1: was... was in the house, we use up till it's gone. Okay. It's kind of it. And I didn't, and everybody's been asking, did you do a huge shopping trip before you started? Did you stock up on everything? It's no, I just, the last time we bought groceries was sometime in August, just before our Range Road dinner, because I had to feed a pile of chefs while they were there. And August 15th, we started this year of living off the land and I haven't bought anything since then. So it's all just, and I intentionally only bought a tiny little thing of baking powder because I'm like, I've only got like two weeks until we start this. So I don't want to have, you know, big mofo baking powder in the cupboard. And Yeah. Well, there's so, the other
0: aspect too, though. Like if you buy enough to get you through a year, then it kind of defeats the purpose defeats of doing the, the project, completely. right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we haven't been cheating in that sense. There's been a few times I've pulled out the baking soda and baking powder, but it's only for special occasions. You know, it's like, I don't want to use this every day in our biscuits or in ba- in pancakes or whatever. It's just, we're learning the food is just different than what we've grown up with. Mm-hmm. Like all this stuff that's been imported for how many years that we've just come to expect as normal, isn't yeah. normal at all. So I'm finding a lot of old French recipes are fantastic for what we're doing because they they use such basic, simple ingredients. And plus it sounds fancy We're you know, it's French cooking, but yeah, it's just, it's just different.
0: Yeah. So. It's kind of cool. Like it, when you find really, really old school recipes and mm-hmm. you see what the difference is between how they used to do it a hundred years ago and how you do it now, you get wow, what a difference.
1: Oh, totally. But even a hundred years ago, um, a friend of ours, Rob Ingram, he's one of the chefs at Range Road. He gave us a hundred year old cookbook. And I'm like, oh, this is going <laughs> to be my saving grace. I'm finally going to have all the answers. Nope, really <laughs> There's baking soda and baking powder or sorry baking soda 100 years ago. Totally part of the of everything. So hmm. it's it's like going even further back. So it's really been interesting. The two allowable purchases that we've had food wise are salt and sugar And our salt we've been getting from Vancouver Island so it's still Canadian and sugar we do use evaporated cane juice, but we order it from grain works out of Vulcan and we buy like bulk, bags of it so we're not treating um vancouver island sea salt or treating uh grain works as grocery stores with it it's like no you got to get it to like to set yourself up for the winter maybe one more purchase throughout the year but it's not oh i need some more i'm gonna just go get some
0: Mm -hmm. because i when i read about this at first the first thing that came to my mind was salt yeah. But, oh, a year without salt. Forget it, no. I'm out.
1: But there is, uh, we've got a huge salt mine in Alberta, but it's so commercialized that to try and phone it and to talk to someone, it's like straight line to Ontario. Yeah. So you're like, you can't. I, mm. I should go under the cloak of darkness in a ninja suit and just go chip away a chunk of salt and bring it home.
0: I think it's a good idea. I think
1: it's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? let's pour more wine. It's a we'll reality a show in the
0: making right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you missing the most? I'm just trying to think for us what I would miss the most. And I, it's just almost everything. <laughs> yeah. I am one of those pampered people you're talking about. Like I like what I want and I want to go to the store and yep. get it right now and eat it.
1: Now wine and coffee were the big, like, <gasps> this is going to be tough. Cause I really like my cup of coffee in the morning and I really like my red wine at night. Like those are the bookends to my day and I love them. I don't want to give them up. People have been so incredibly generous. They're like, you poor bastard. We're going to send you water (laughs) coffee. (laughs) So we, the first week and a half, we had no coffee and it was like, okay, nobody died. I had to switch over to tea and I grew all like mint. So I was drinking mint tea and it was freeing. It was liberating. But I will tell you when somebody finally sent us a thing of coffee, I had like a tear in my eye. (laughs) I was so excited. In this, I found in the back of the pantry, Decaf coffee from a year ago that had been left there from who knows what. And I'm like, let's drink it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, was like, I don't was... care. I'll drink it. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I would but, be right there with you, I think. Yeah.
1: So those are the two things, creature comforts, if you will, that have been scary to go without. But again, we really haven't had to go out without them too much. But what I've really been craving lately is good aged cheese, like a five year old cheddar. Oh. Mm. Love it, you know those big, strong flavors yeah. that I kind of miss in, in the cheese that I'm making. It's just a totally different world of cheese, and it still helps. But yeah, just you can get, you can get some creamy texture
0: out of that kind of cheese, yeah. but you really can't get that deep flavor, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, blue cheese. Oh, something. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, stop. Well, we talking. can
0: look through. Our, we can look through our <laughs> fridge. There's probably something with mold on it. You can yeah. have it. Excellent. <laughs> What do you think you're eating the most of now? I don't know. I, I mean, for me personally, I would think probably eggs would be
1: my go-to thing.
0: I'd be eating a lot of eggs.
1: No. Potatoes. But we also we ate a lot of potatoes before. You know, cheese. Yeah. The fresh cheese because it's so convenient. And I'm finding, actually I was saying this to Danny last night. I'm like, I just want to be so full that I want to throw up. Like, I <laughs> miss that feeling. <laughs> Being just like stuffed full on rich foods.
0: Wait a minute! Oh. Just eating cheese? That can't happen because no. I'm here to tell you it can happen on just cheese. I
1: haven't experienced <laughs> it. I have not yet experienced it. I'm, clearly, I'm not eating that. Mm-hmm. But I made I made fresh pasta for the first time mm-hmm. last night.
0: I saw that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was fun, and I ended up because I had pureed our a nouveau beef roast, and threw in some of the fresh cheese I was talking about, and a little bit of sage. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I just was eating it by the spoonful out of the container. I don't know how much I actually stuffed into the ravioli. Yeah. It was so good. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of getting there, Danny. Like, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> but I really want to make, like, a really strong creamy cheese sauce, like a like a garlicky alfredo, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't get that far. I was just like... <sighs>
0: What did the kids say?
1: Uh, there was a lot of questions like, okay, well, what about birthday parties? What about, uh, Christmas? What about like all these things? I'm like, you know, it's just going to be different. Mm-hmm. We're just going to do it different. And one day they'd be all on board. And then the next day they'd be like, you know what? This sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but I mean, we were never big junk food consumers anyway. And we always had quite a, I guess a short reign on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't let our kids, like there's never pop in our house or chips in our house. Like we just don't do that. So it's not like a, you know, it's not a 180 from our old life, but mm-hmm. it was just like, sorry guys. You know, if you go to somebody else's house and they have it, yes, of course, eat it and enjoy it. You're okay. not going to be stupid about it and be like, mm, sorry, you're nice yeah. for dinner. You're going to have to grow it all yourself. <laughs> like That's silly. so. <laughs> That would be funny, though. Wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. They, we'd have a lot good. of people inviting us for dinner, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> so I think that would help quite a bit, though, right? When you yeah. when you say, you know, you're not, you don't want to be so strict that you make your lives miserable for yeah. 12 months, right? Yeah. And if somebody buys you coffee, great, you can have it kind of thing. So yeah. I think that makes it I'd it's be really, easier. I'd be making friends with a lot of people. I'm like, Do you guys want to come out for dinner? There's, uh, you know, yep. if you wanted to bring coffee, sure, that'd yep. be fine. <laughs> coffee
1: and booze, yeah. please. <laughs> bring, bring
0: liquor. <laughs> I'll cook. You bring the booze. So, our, wine-wise, you know, you were talking about red wine. Yep. Um, so that basically, a reliant on other people and yes. gifts at this point. It's gifts so of sad. liquor.
1: You <laughs> know, yes, and it sucks. And I love hosting. I love having people over. I love doing dinner, like. People can stay the night. It's great. We like, our entire entertaining world is come over, hang out. We cook, we drink, we visit. Like it's revolves around the kitchen. Right. I feel like the world's douchiest host ever. I'm like, but you have an excuse built in. It doesn't matter. There's an excuse. You still feel like a poop. Ugh. I do. I hate it. Like, Oh, I don't know. I just, and cause people don't really get it. I think is a big thing. Like it's, and I, and also, you know, people are used to it just being the way it always is. You come over, you drink, you hang out, we have a good time. But it's, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, you're coming and you're bringing somebody that I've never met. Make sure you guys bring booze and coffee. You know, like you just.
0: I wouldn't feel bad about it. Hey, yeah. you know what? If we're going out to your house and you're going to pump us full of all kinds of delicious meats and fresh cheeses and stuff, I would have zero problem bringing a couple of bottles of wine.
1: Good. When are you coming over?
0: Let's wrap this up right now. and get in the car. <laughs>
1: I will have to milk a cow when we get home.
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure I can you find something to eat or drink. No, no, no.
1: Come now, seriously, you wouldn't milk a cow? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't care. Good.
0: I, am I talking myself into a job here? <laughs> <laughs> Switching gears a little bit. I'm just curious. How has your life changed since your husband has become a sex symbol? Oh my God! And for those of you so who don't difficult. know. Um, <laughs> Shannon's husband, Danny was, he's Mr. October in the sexy men of Yeg food charity calendar that we did, uh, last year. Yeah. And I'm looking at his, uh, semi-naked picture here right now. Like, how's that, how's that make you feel?
1: Oh, tingly. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Uh, How has life changed? I don't know. It's funny. I get such. A, I love reverse sexism. Like I love it. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I think I get a kick out of it. And I'm like family gathering. I'm like, did you see Danny topless? <laughs> <laughs> like reading the, ca- the calendar out.
0: <laughs> see, I was lucky because my month was fairly like it was.
1: You were covered.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I basically writing about food. Um, I basically spend all day eating and drinking. So
1: that's no What's excuse.
0: under here is just too much collagen
1: oh my goodness Uh,
0: it's too too fat under there too Too jiggly (laughs) whatever well hey i'm waiting for the sexy ladies of yegg food i
1: you know what i think we should do it
0: i think we should do Mm -hmm.
1: we won't be topless though sorry about that oh oh, wait
0: a minute it's okay sexism i'm sorry
1: it's not equal that's not a term it is today
0: Was one of you on board with that thing? When, when you got the message that, hey, does, uh, does Danny want to be in the calendar? Is one of you on board and the other one's like, hell no.
1: No, we were both, I, like, Owen actually asked me at the market. Yeah. He's like, hey, what do you think? I'm like, he'll do it. <laughs> That'd be friggin hilarious. Did
0: he, he didn't have a choice?
1: He always has a choice. So I went and asked him and I said, you know, Owen wants to know he's like hmm, sure why not cross it off the bucket list what the heck There you go. he was just <laughs> okay. like instantly sure let's do it
0: wait a minute it was on his bucket list.
1: apparently it's a bucket list i didn't even know he had a bucket list it's like
0: man be in a sexy calendar check mark
1: yeah i, what? <laughs> like, I gotta <laughs> see what else is on this list i'm a little concerned
0: <laughs> yeah I, i'm really curious i kind of wish yeah. he would have come now i, I... would have liked to find out danny's bucket list
1: <laughs> Phone him.
0: Phone <laughs> god knows what else is on there
1: i yeah honestly you never know
0: I haven't had a single person try to hire me for their bachelorette party or anything since this calendar came out, which is a little disappointing. So there does he ever the, get out offers?
1: The one offer to jump out of a cake. Oh. I'm kidding. That never happened. <laughs> no, there, there hasn't been anything. And, yeah. you know, the occasional stop talking, take off your shirt comments. But,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's usually you making that's that. That's really, calendar.
1: honestly, yeah. it is usually me, actually. Yeah. Uh, um, I would like to interrupt this for a gift for you whoa. because I keep forgetting about it.
0: Well, if there's gonna, ever going to be a reason to interrupt something. I know. Here you go. should be that.
1: Okay, here's the present. It's you a big to, box. It is.
0: It's not like a big box full of calendars, is it? Surprise! <laughs> All right, let's open this sucker up. It's a human head. Oh, no, it's not human. <laughs> wow. A whole pig's head?
1: It, it's a real pig's head
0: it sure is
1: I, I figured we're since gonna put this
0: up on the wall after we skin all the meat off it
1: yes take the Make a Halloween first. mask
0: out of it Ooh.
1: I think it'd be funny and I think it's even funnier when I brought the box in and you said it's not a head is it yeah that,
0: <laughs> I said it kind of as a joke but, Tongue
1: in cheek, but it no. turns
0: out it is a head
1: it is It's yeah. you know your uh your logo so I thought it made sense
0: that's awesome yeah wow He's a handsome guy. It
1: is. It is a good-looking pig. Put that guy in
0: the calendar. What does a typical day look like for you guys?
1: Danny's a farrier, which means he trims and shoes horses for a living. So that's his actual full-time day job that pays the bills. So our routine is we usually get up about 6 o'clock, milk the cow. I milk the cow. He goes and feeds and waters pigs and chickens. He then takes off for the day shoeing horses. I... Come in, make cream, or not cream, butter, cheese, breakfast. I homeschool the kids too. So, oh in boy. that, I'm homeschooling. Then go out and troubleshoot whatever needs to be troubleshot on the farm. I don't know how that works. I think, I think that's right. That yeah, okay. troubleshoot. Troubleshoot. Sounds good. Rotating pastures where animals are to keep the grass good. Uh, Danny, depending, like in the summer, he often won't get home till nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, even. Sun up, he works. Shoeing horses off the farm uh so then i'll usually go top up waters and feed and stuff that in the evening whenever he gets home we'll eat supper we go to bed i do take my time in the evening to hang out and watch some netflix though
0: so that was going to be my next question is how do you guys kind of relax when you're you know not Not doing stuff on the farm what do you do to take it easy nothing Nothing?
1: nothing it's honestly that like, sounds fun yeah it's really awesome life you should try it there's so many projects we have on the go right now we're trying to build a second cob oven fencing needs to be done haven't had time to finish it like every day is just nonstop go 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 and especially with living off the land for a year mm-hmm. everything takes so much more effort
0: well and having to try to cook every meal from scratch
1: yeah for uh, a family that's
0: time consuming
1: it's very time that's consuming that's almost
0: a full-time job on its own because yep. there's there's no short t- shortcuts you guys can take yep. really
1: i spend six hours a day just dealing with meals i mean days are getting shorter it's getting darker and darker out yeah. you take that six hours a day out of your day there's not much more time left
0: you guys uh, obviously work closely on the farm a lot mm-hmm. and you spend a lot of time together doing that kind of thing so how do you guys flip that switch between you know Coworkers workers and kind of working together on the farm and getting what needs to be done, done. And then after that, kind of, still how do liking you still each enjoy each other's company on a personal level? Yeah.
1: We really get along well. Like, we're very opposite um, external personalities, but inside our head, we're the same. And I think that's a huge thing. And he's he's so easy to be with. I mean, he doesn't get mad he's chill. Rarely he gets mad. It's such a huge buildup to that point that you see it coming from a mile away. And then I'm like, okay, let's steer directions here. Cause I don't want to, why do I want to make him mad? That's stupid. There's no yeah. reason to get anybody upset or in this together. So let's make it work. But no, we just really enjoy each other's company. He's so easy to deal with, to be with, to hang out with. It's so easy. And I absolutely love being with him.
0: He's just the kind of guy who, when you ask him, he's like, sure, I'll take my shirt off. Yeah. What the hell?
1: I'm like, right? can you lift that and take your shirt off first? Because yeah. that'd be hot.
0: Can you do a couple of squats and like, you just, push you know, ups, whatever? flex a little.
1: Yeah. I yeah. ask him. He's like, sure.
0: If you had the opportunity to travel in time, would you prefer to visit the past or the future?
1: The past. Because I think it would be very helpful for what we're trying to accomplish this year. I'd like to go hang out with a pioneer woman. I say that, but now I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe I'd like to go hang out and like. Old world Europe, and actually learn from some of those masters who are making incredible food with like off the land ingredients. I think that would be super cool.
0: That's what you'd want to go see is just so. the food related stuff. Anything related from a stuff. personal standpoint you'd want to go uh, check out?
1: No, because really, I love old western movies and you know, that whole like settling the west and the wild west and blah blah blah. And I think it's so cool and so fun to watch those movies. But then if you actually think about it, you realize the lawlessness and how everybody's just like, I don't like you. Boom, you're yep. dead. <laughs> like, that's not cool. <laughs> I try to piss a lot of people off and yeah. I'd be dead fast. So I'm like...
0: And especially coming from this time, you'd go back there and, and you have this inherent like, lippiness now. Exactly. like Well, that's what gets you shot in the streets. Yeah.
1: And especially yeah. like women weren't even considered human beings until like 1938 I want to say
0: we're all looking like it's like I don't know anyway like
1: <laughs> mid 1900s let's say that early yeah. mid 1900s and well I'm a rather liberated woman I don't wouldn't do well with having to be like this the man is right when clearly they're being a doe head so <laughs> it wouldn't I would have a couple six shooters and they'd be like pow, pow, pow. Mm-hmm. so I'd be You'd yeah I'd be badass I'd be badass that's yeah. right
0: which didn't fly back then.
1: No, it didn't really fly well at all. I'd have to be sneaky. I'd be like Ninja Badass.
0: Ninja Badass.
1: And they'd be just, I don't know, he died.
0: Old West Ninja. That's right. Yeah.
1: It's like that's I not, think it's that's a real thing, not a real Chan thing of a little bit of a little bit a new one with Chris Rock. I of a little bit of a little
0: I don't little bit of can you use Google? You're not like, you didn't make Google off your land.
1: That's business expenses that are allowed.
0: So you're okay with that. So you're okay with yeah. deodorant and all that other Hygiene's stuff, Hygiene's right? important. I was a little concerned. I was yeah. going to say, like, you know, we're going to put a stick of deodorant by the front door when you come just in. No,
1: just... no, no. Hygiene. Hygiene's allowed. And business expenses are allowed. Funny, hair dye is part of a business expense and <laughs> <No>. hygiene.
0: <laughs> I'm not would, an animal. <laughs> I would find a way for... For liquor to be a I business expense, I'm quite sure. It should sure. be.
1: That makes yeah. more sense.
0: So I want to give you an opportunity to give a little shout out to the restaurants or oh. food trucks or okay. food producers or anybody else that you'd like to. Who, who are your favorites?
1: When I have guests come hang out with us, people from other places, and we come out to Edmonton to do like a cool night out, we always stop at Zen first because, I mean, Glenn, Kelsey, the owners are amazing. And then we love Corey Debits. He was at one of our very first farm dinners. So we stop there first for appies and drinks, and then we head over to Range Road and finish the night off. So those are my absolute two favorite restaurants in all of Edmonton and Range Road for obvious reasons. I'm a little biased, but also, I mean, they're friggin' awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to not love them. Yeah. Food trucks, Drift would be my favorite. It's been years, honestly, since I've actually eaten at a food truck just because we don't live in Edmonton. Yeah. It's and haven't been at the farmer's market for a couple of years now too. But yeah, they were. I mean, Nevin and Kara are fantastic. Their food's amazing. Um, yeah, so those would be the food truck, drift, restaurants, Zinn, Range Road.
0: All right, so you've listened to the first couple episodes of the podcast, so you know that we always finish off with a little popcorn round. I'm really and... excited
1: about popcorn round.
0: Yo, I love popcorn too. <laughs> <laughs> are you a little bit nervous? The, uh, the, you know that the questions start kind of easy?
1: Yeah. And then at the end? I'm a little bit prepared, a little tougher. I just spitball stuff. I really don't know what I say half the time I don't think.
0: Well, that's perfect. That's a, This is a perfect <laughs> venue for you then. Coffee or tea? We kind of already know that answer, I guess. Coffee. Favorite pizza topping?
1: Mushroom and bacon. Okay. The flavor is milled. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's your guilty food pleasure? Uh,
1: we're in such a weird world right now that it's like not even in my... Hellman's mayonnaise. Used to be... Until I tasted it two months after not having it at all. And I'm like, wow, this is really salty. <gasps> so now I'm like, oh, it sucks. I would
0: imagine you probably find a lot of stuff salty, no.
1: No, guilty pleasure. I don't know. Sometimes I drink cream right out of the jar. It's grass-fed, so it's good for me.
0: Grass-fed cream. There you go. <laughs> all right. We're, we're losing track of the sorry. whole popcorn aspect yeah, of the popcorn round. But that's, that's okay.
1: why I don't do good with this. But anyway. Okay.
0: What was your first job?
1: First, I worked in Cairnport, Saskatchewan, I was working in the dining hall there and had to, I think I had to bus tables or clean tables. It's like a big college school and in the cafeteria. And I think, no, I was in the dish pit. Yeah.
0: What would be your dream job if you weren't currently already living your
1: dream job? I really like what we do.
0: Yeah.
1: We've had this conversation, Danny and I have had this conversation because I'm like, oh, Wouldn't it be nice to just chill out? You could just shoe horses. I'd, you know, get a normal world and we'd be home at a normal time. And I'm like, you know what? No, because I'd wind up getting bored and get us into some other cockamamie scheme. And so it's better that we're just doing what we do. I love the direct marketing of it. I love the farming. I love physical labor. I love interacting with people. I love the diversity that every single day brings. So I can't comprehend something that would be similar.
0: Fair answer. I really appreciate that you found a way to work in the word cockamamie. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) Do you have any phobias? Like heights? I am
1: scared to death to swim with fish. Really? Oh, I can eat them. I can clean them. I can catch them. I can gut them. I can hold them in my hands. Throw me in a lake. Throw me in an ocean. And I'm like... (gasps) Like even thinking about it stresses me out.
0: And it's it's the fish aspect that
1: I think what it is is I saw Jaws as a young child. And so I think in the darkness of the deep, something is going to eat me. It's just I don't care. Is. It is. Something yes. is going to kill me if I you go in. I don't know there. what's under there. I know. It's I scary. Know.
0: I still go in, but I always I... have that thought, like, what the hell is swimming right behind me right now?
1: <sighs> I always like when I was a kid and we'd go to the lake, I'd make everybody run in first, they'd scare it away. And then I go in after I'm like, You didn't die, so I guess I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is the worst popcorn round ever. I'm, it's I'm, like we, we talk for 20 minutes about every answer. I'm chatty. That's okay. So am I. So okay. it's my podcast. We can do whatever the hell we want. Yes. Love that. Favorite curse word. Crap balls. Crap balls. And
1: I have a reason for that.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm afraid to hear this.
1: <laughs> when I was in college, somebody told me this story that somebody they knew had a monkey. And this monkey would get mad at them when they'd leave for too long during the day, and so he would make crap balls, and he'd hide them in the corners of between the ceiling and the roof, and he'd put crap balls up there. And so when the guy would come home and open up this room where his monkey was, the monkey would go up there and grab his crap balls and throw them at the guy. Uh, True or not? Crap balls is a good word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Note to self.
1: Don't piss monkeys off monkeys are
0: a crappy pet. <laughs> exactly. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite go-to meal to cook when you have company?
1: Oh, when I have company. Uh, Nouveau beef with a mushroom cognac. Well, no cognac. Mushroom, whatever booze is in the pantry, cream sauce.
0: Booze in the pantry, cream sauce. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. What is the one thing that you struggle to cook when you're at home cooking?
1: Depends on the day. Uh, Lately... Uh sourdough breads have been my nemesis. Because I, of the
0: different flour, right?
1: Because of the different flour has been very difficult to work with. And I'm just starting to learn food's just different. It's edible. It's just not what you expect.
0: Your ideal vacation. We're we talking mountains, beach, or city?
1: Mm. The last couple weeks I'm like, Can we just run away and go to the beach. That's I just want to get drunk and lay on a beach somewhere. That's all they want to do. <laughs>
0: If you had three wishes, what would they be?
1: Oh. I don't know. Three wishes. I would wish to have... uh, You can't
0: wish for a pinup boy husband because you already have that. Check. (laughs) (laughs) Pocket list. Have husband and calendar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would wish for a million dollars. And then we could pay off the farm and the house. And go on a vacation somewhere. I would wish that our entire land location could still be as sec- this is such a bizarre wish but still be super secluded and super whatever it is but move it closer to the city so the like commute wasn't so far but I would never want to live in the city. Like I really enjoy living out on the farm and far away, and with all of our natural resources and stuff that we have there. But it would just for convenience' sake and for yeah. like range road dinners and stuff. It'd be just much easier if we were just a little closer. Mm-hmm. So if we could just pick up the entire half section and move it a little closer to the city, but not have any neighbors, that I'd be happy with. Uh, another wish. I don't know. I'm really content.
0: You have a good life. If you can't think of three things that you need,
1: really no, Man, I don't. I
0: can come up with three.
1: Instantaneously. Uh, 10 seconds. A new car. A new car. There you go. go. Boom. That's right. Because I have duct tape on my window right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really care. How do
0: farmers think duct tape fixes everything? It
1: does.
0: (laughs) Who is the coolest person you know?
1: Danny. My husband. Oh,
0: that's not fair. I know
1: it's cheesy, but he's pretty cool. And the reason being is because he's so chill. He really is. Can you imagine being married to me? Like he's so chill. <laughs> Again, cockamamie. God, it's a super I cockamamie. bring a lot of chaos—not chaos, not chaos control chaos, cockamamieness—to yeah. our world, and I'm like, I got a great idea, Danny. Let's get bees. He's like, it's that a bad is a idea. great idea. I, we've done them. It's a bad idea. Is it, is it, it's too much of a pain. <laughs> it's we we had some of our own, and Danny's a little bit allergic, but he still went and went around <laughs> with the idea yeah and after he got stung three times in the neck and he started to swell up he's like i'm done tapping out i'm like okay you tried that's good we tried Mm. no he's yeah he's just chill he's so easy to be with like i said before he's so easy to be with all right
0: if you overheard a conversation about you what would you hope to hear people saying
1: She's so friggin' fun! That's (laughs) what I'd hope to hear people say.
0: I think that's probably exactly what people say, actually. So I think you nailed it.
1: So, you know what? My wish list is good. Thanks for joining me. No problem. Anytime. It was was really fun. I enjoyed this.
0: Mm -hmm. Thanks for the pig's head.
1: Anytime. (laughs) Well, a couple times a year. All right. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Thanks as always for tuning in to another episode of Off Menu. All the show notes from this episode, including Shannon's restaurant picks and links for Nature's Green Acres, can be found on my website, baconhound.com. Special thanks to Mrs. Glass for supplying the fantastic music for off-menu. Go check them out in the iTunes store. You will not be sorry. Speaking of the iTunes store, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, remember, you cannot trust a monkey. Crap balls.